you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and for the sixth and final episode of this little mini-series, Connor DiBiase is once again joining us to discuss NBA free agency, this time in the Southwest Division of the National Basketball Association. And without further ado, Connor, take it away. Before I get started on the team, uh, we recorded the uh, Northwest episode about like an hour ago, uh, and in the span that we took a short break, uh, <laughs> the Timberwolves just signed Torian Prince to an extension, uh, which is worth noting. They signed to a, a two-year, $16 million extension, $8 million a year, uh, with their bird rights, and the second year is non-guaranteed. Uh, so he was decent for them, and like I mentioned, I expect him to re-sign. Uh, maybe not quite that much I expected, but it is a tradable asset. It is a guy not guaranteed. Um, so I think it's definitely a decent contract. Um, but yeah, the first team we have to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, hey, hey, the Memphis Grizzlies, the most confident team in the NBA, right, Connor? By far. By far. By far. Yeah, wait, 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 you mean the best team in the NBA? The best team? No, but they're most confident for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, they're young. They're hungry to get back into the playoffs and, and have some success. Um, they took down, as before mentioned, the Timberwolves in the first round before falling to the Warriors uh, after John Morant got injured after game three. Right now, the Grizzlies are arguably the deepest team in the whole league in terms of overall talent up and down their roster and really not enough space for most of their players. Um, but right now, they have 13 players under contract, um, which is a lot, uh, and four potential free agents. They have unrestricted free agents in Kyle Anderson, Cherikova, and Tyus Jones. Um, John Concha is currently not fully guaranteed, and then Vase Pons is their two-way free agent. Um, so yeah, not too many moves to be made. They made a few trades in the draft. They traded up to get, uh, David Roddy and Jake LaVia. They made two trade ups. Uh, it also traded up in the second to get Kennedy Chandler. And then later they also got Vince Williams Jr. Um, as well during the draft as they traded for pick 23 using, uh, Anthony Melton. They took on Danny Green's contract. Um, There's about eight mil left on the one year. Yeah, do you, um, do you expect them to buy that contract out? Unlikely. Um, he's a guy he's injured. 
Uh, so there's really no not true benefit to it when it's a guy who definitely can contribute when he gets healthy. Right. Uh, they let it sit on the roster. It could be a tradable asset, but I think more likely it will be a, a roster spot to Danny Green with the potential for him to come out, come back late in the season. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think it was mostly for that pick, which I think got him David Roddy. Um, but there might be a, a guaranteed deal. I don't know if his deal actually became fully guaranteed with the trade or not. Um, but there could be a thing with a where it becomes partially guaranteed from the trade and they do cut him. Right. Um, but I think it's definitely possible they just keep him on the roster. Uh, they, they really are looking to, to upgrade roster spots. Uh-huh. And, and maybe they don't have room for him, but I think if you need a need a, just a you're trading like two for ones or three for ones and you need the next spot on the roster, it's not a bad thing to have him on there. Right. Um, and it's also money that becomes gone next free agency. And next free agency they are gonna have a good amount of cap. They can even have about twenty million cap if they just don't bring back uh, their free agents, which is uh, a lot for a, a team that is close to uh, contending. Right, right. No, absolutely. No, that's, that's a very very good point you make right there. But yeah, if they sign all four of these guys, uh, that already puts them over the maximum um, roster size. Obviously, I think Vince Williams Jr. will either take a two-way or, or will be in the G League yeah, first. Um, but Kenny Chandler, David Roddy, and Jake Lovia definitely have good chances to be on the roster. Um, especially Kennedy Chandler if they don't bring back Tyus Jones, which is, I think they, uh, I'll just talk more about it before I mention that, but um, they want to keep cap space available. Um, so mm-hmm. I think they'll let both Anderson and Colville walk, but Tyus Jones could be a player that gets valued as a starting point guard uh, this offseason. The best assist to turnover ratio in the league uh, this past season He's a solid backup for them, and they probably offer him a contract, but mm-hmm. teams might offer him more. If the Knicks don't get Jalen Brunson or, uh, I don't know, the, the Timberwolves don't get um, Timberwolves don't get DeJounte Murray or something like that, they could look for Tyus Jones to be that playmaking point guard. Um and that could come at a price range that is just a bit too much for the Grizzlies to commit to. Uh, obviously, they'd look to make that trade. And then Kennedy Chandler coming in. Yes, they trade away their backup guard in Melton, but Chandler shows signs of potentially being a a rotational point guard in this league. So we see kind of where he fits there. Um, Obviously, my thought with this team is they have such a such a backed up roster, especially at the wing position right now. Uh, like, just it, it's a wings league, but they just have so many guys: Desmond Bain, John Carter, Dylan Brooks, Zaya Williams, David Roddy, Killian Tilly, um, Santi Aldama, and some of these guys you might not know, like Tilly or Aldama, but they just drafted Aldama in the first round last year. Um, Killian Tilly was a undrafted free agent that's kind of made his roster spot. They just drafted David Roddy this year in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very 
expected that Kyle Anderson would not be brought back. They just have other guys that fill that role well. But I think more guys have to moves have to be made uh, for this team in terms of two for ones with these young guys. Not all of them are going to break this rotation. Right. Uh, right. You don't need all these guys who are who are pretty good in the lineup when you can have you know a couple guys who are really good. Right. Is that kind of what so you're trying I, to say? Yeah. I think they'll look for maybe upgrades at some of these backup positions using those younger guys uh, and then going into the next free agency, maybe make those trades open up money in next free agency to go after a star. I mean, there are some superstars in next free agency. Uh, like um, LeBron James. I, I don't, LeBron James doesn't seem like a grizzly to me. Hey, man, you don't know. I, I don't know. Those cocky kids don't seem like something LeBron gets along with. Oh, I think he gets yeah, along with I those mean, kids very well. Potentially James Harden, uh, Chris Middleton, uh, obviously Kyrie, uh, Nikola Jokic, Wiggins. Finishing pieces uh, for this team. I mean, a, a piece that can make this team go from very good to, you to know. Contender. To very scary, yeah. Definitely. All right, next up in the Southwest, Mr. DiBiase. Yeah, we have the Dallas Mavericks conference finalists who are just adding more firepower to their roster, trading four barely rotational guys and a first-round pick for Christian Wood to go next to their superstar, top six player in the league, arguably, and Luka Doncic. Absolutely. Um, Right now, the Mavericks have 11 players under contract with Maxi Kleber and Frank Nielakila being non-guarantees. Maxi Kleber had a good season, bad playoffs, but good season, so that's expected to be picked up. Um, Frank Nielakila could be, depending on the roster situation. They have a player option on Trey Burke, which is expected to be picked up in order for that wood trade to go through. Um, Jalen Brunson is the only unrestricted free agent. Right, and we um, expect him to be moved to the Knicks, is that correct? Yeah, I was about to talk to that. When we did our Atlantic episode, I said my expectation was him to go back to the Mavericks. Um, but now it's looking more likely that he will be the starting point guard for the Knicks. Right. Um, and the Knicks are necessarily done with their backcourt also being looming to try to trade for DeJounte to have that as the one. Right. That had just come out about two hours ago, right? But with talk, yeah, that's come out today that he's yeah. more likely to be a Nick. Um, but we'll talk about the DeJounte trades in the Spurs, which will be our final team, actually second to last team of the video because the Rockets are also down there. Right. Um, but they have a taxpayer mid-level exception and a Josh Richardson trade exception. Um, obviously, the primary target will be to retain Jalen Brunson, but if the Knicks are giving them a 400, uh, $4 100-plus uh, year, 100-plus million-dollar contract, that's just a bit pricey for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean the Knicks are ne the Knicks are never going to be a team that are going to match that. I think. I think. The, I mean, sorry, the, the Mavericks, Mavericks. Excuse me. The Mavericks are a team that were going to offer him five years, one hundred ten million, and the Knicks might offer that for four years. Right. Uh, which is the difference. Um, right. They do 
have a Josh Richardson trade exception as used, but I don't believe they will use that for cap space purposes. They'll just let that expire. I think it expires tomorrow. Uh, the Mavericks did not have the first round pick because of the Christian Wood deal, um, but traded up in the second round to take Jaden Hardy, who was dropping very far um, because of his terrible season at the G League at night. But obviously, um, potential can be seen there. Right. Uh, so I think a big three of Luca, Brunson, and Wood would definitely be contending just because of how good Luca is in the West, but maybe they don't want to spend that price tag. Uh, and they could go after, as previously mentioned, a guy like Tyus Jones to be that point guard uh, next to Luca. As they like to have Luca uh, match up with a guy who can somewhat play off the ball. Um, maybe they can get a signing trade with Brunson because the Knicks have so many bad contracts. I'm sure that will be talked about, um, but he is unrestricted, so they don't have the grounds to match it. Mm -hmm. um, but they already have some of the best role players in the league, um, in my opinion, by far, with like Dorian Finney-Smith, one of the best 3 and D players. There's a bunch of guys that are really good around them um, that it feels like the next step for this team is a true star next to Luca, um, and where that's going to come is yet to be unknown. Uh, getting these two kind of budding uh, all-star potential um, in Wooden Brunson is a start, mm -hmm. but I think really, and, and it's unlikely to happen um, due to the current roster makeup and the limitations of the trades. Um, but it feels like this Mavericks team is right there, but a true second option next to Luca uh, feels like what they're planning to do in the next couple of years. And that probably doesn't mean they commit necessarily to long-term big money deals or make uh, big money moves like that other than this Christian Wood deal. Um, and he expires after this year as well, I believe, or maybe the year after. Um, so if they don't get Brunson back, look for them to make uh, more pushes in free agency coming up and probably sign short-term deals uh, with that mid-level exception. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, again, I think the problem for the Mavericks has always been they've been a little too Luka-centric for me. Like, they need another guy who you can rely on to score. It's like, you know, Jason Tatum's a fantastic player, but Jalen Brown makes Jason Tatum so much better because it's not only like, hey, you got to watch out for Jason Tatum – you got to watch out for another guy playing next to him too. So, and, and that's what Jalen Brunson brought them with his ability to drive to the rim. Where Luca is not necessarily a big driver, it kind of had that one two, uh, which is why they liked that fit so much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, with the recent news, support. yeah, they're not going to be able to retain him. So, they're also still badly missing a rim protector. Christian Wood is one of the worst defensive centers in the league. What about Boban? Uh, Boban is not on the Mavericks anymore. Wait. Boban is a Houston Rocket. As of when? Uh, as of the Christian Wood trade. Which was when? A week and a half ago, two weeks ago. All right. So no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad of a mistake, guys. All right. I'm, I was. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. Well, Connor, I mean, you say so many things. I mean, am I going to pay attention to every. I mean, I remember every little thing you say. You say a lot. But yeah, they have no. <laughs> they have no repentance. Uh, Powell was our right, right? Powell was our right for them last year as a center, but I think one the Emily target they could look for is a better defensive center 
um, which they they don't have any defense in their uh, in their paint whatsoever in the slightest. Yeah. With the current makeup. You think you think they could end up with like Danny Tice or something like that, or Kenny Olenek, Kelly Olenek maybe. Uh, both of those guys aren't really been protecting centers. Really? Okay. Tice uh, is undersized. Uh, Olenek more of a modern four. Uh, I think like um, free agents available um, in terms of like centers or, or potential trade candidates available. I think Jakob Podel could be a big one because mm-hmm. um, he's he's a very good rim protector. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton had some rumors, but that might just be out of their price tag. Um, and I think even a guy like. JaVel McGee or, or one of these older guys that can just place some minutes off the bench, Dwayne Deadman, and protect the paint could be really good for them. Right. All right. That sounds good. In third place from the Southwest, the Connor. The Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans. I was, I was trying to invite you to fill it in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. A team, a team that was a playoff team without their best player. Which is crazy, by the way. I mean, that's insane. Zion looks good. He looks fit. He looks like he's ready hey, to come back. Hey, he stopped eating at the deli, right? He 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 lost his Costco membership. The Pelicans are like, hey, buddy, we're taking that Costco card away from you. You can't you can't go into the co- into Costco, spend fifty bucks, and come out with a boatload of crap. All right, they took his Costco card away from him, Connor. I, I got. I think they they he got his subway card, you know, he got his subway card cut up, his Costco card cut up. He's back fit. I think I think my advice worked, Connor. I truly do. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think he's definitely uh, now that he's available for basketball activity, he's committed himself to working out. Um, yeah, being in shape, uh, where he's arguably lazy off that foot injury. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I think the fact that the Pelicans went so far in the playoffs without him kind of showed him that this team really is is a contending team and, and they are a good team. Yeah, after the Pelicans traded for CJ McCollum, they looked like one of the better teams in the league. Right. And his impact, he was really good for them after he got the trade. He was averaging like 26. And I, and I almost feel like that's what almost kept Zion in New Orleans because I feel like there were so many rumors of him leaving. And then they played well without him, and they—I think he kind of realized, hey, you know, this is not a bad place to be. To to it's to. It's definitely a possibility, and they even kind of built this roster around him in the fact that they started Jackson Hayes last year, when it might not have been the best situation from a winning standpoint to start him instead of like starting another wing. But it made sense for what Zion would come in and become for them. Right. So they, they kind of always operate with them mindset that he would come back um but besides the point the pelicans right now have 14 players under contract Whoa. tony snell as the only unrestricted free agent obviously it's worth mentioning that jackson hayes is currently dealing with legal troubles it is unknown at the time if he'll be back he is what are those to legal troubles coming um yeah i believe it was a um what was it? Uh, he he got arrested for, I think, domestic violence. Oh, that's not good. Um, 
with a police officer, he got like, th- he, yeah, he, he got in a fight with a police officer. Uh, there was a whole video. Uh, it actually looked bad for the, for the officers, but he ended up getting charged. Um, yeah, there was a whole controversy around that, but, uh, I think he has community service and probation. Okay. I don't know if Good. there will be any, um, but we don't know if there'll be basketball related activities. Next yeah. Season. We don't know what the Pelicans would do about the situation. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, other than that, they have literally one free agent, um, and that's it. And everyone else is under contract. They've set this up really well for themselves. So they're basically they're set, right? I mean, they're really not going to be yeah, making any and moves. And they have a non-taxpayer mid-level exception use, a biannual exception use, as well as a Stephen Adams trade exception. In the draft, uh, they had the eighth overall pick. They took um, playmaking point guard Dyson Daniels from the G League at night, the Australian. Um, and in the second round, they took a big follow in DJ Liddell, and they also took Carlo Matkovic, the big man from Megamoso, which is the same team that Nikola Jovic um, got drafted from. But he's likely to be a draft and stash player. Um, so, uh, I mean, the Pelicans were rumored to be looking for pure point guard talent. There were rumors about a bunch of guys, and they might have just found that in their first round pick um, in Dyson Daniels. Though... On the other hand, this very much clogs their uh, point guard rotation, as now you have, um, I mean, Devontae Graham might have just, it might just be out of the rotation uh, right now, which is shocking for what they gave him in the offseason last year, um, that he just kind of has fallen out of rotation. Najee Marshall as well as a wing. Just they have so many guys um, that played well last year that why play Devontae Graham over Jose Alvarado? Uh, and, and this leads into the next part. Especially because Jose Alvarado gets those steals, man. Uh, he gets those steals. Jose Alvarado does. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a pesky defender. He really is. I mean, I would hate to play against him. So expect them to somewhat run it back. Maybe even just trades these guys like Graham and Motion just for draft capital um, to like contending teams as they don't necessarily need them. Right. This big three of McCollum, Ingram, and Zion with really good pieces around them like Joe Val and Hope Jones, Jose Alvarado. Uh, just really looking to cure Lewis off injury, just really looking to make uh, an impact uh, on this league and potentially be a sneaky team um, to do well in the West. Yeah, I mean. Again, if Zion's healthy, anything can happen. I mean, this team can be so dangerous, I think. So, um, finally, well, not finally, but second to last, we have the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs with Big Pop. Connor, talk to us. What to even talk about on this team? What felt like a team that had a ton of cap space, looking to make a push for DeAndre Ayton and potentially compete to make the playoffs around Murray, Eddie Aiton, Kelvin Johnson, now seems like a team who's going to purposely try to tank and completely sell off their best player who's on the best contract currently in the NBA. Um, the Spurs have 12 players under contract with Kitabits, Diapsat, Collins, Trade Zones, and John Landle as non-guarantees. So it's up Devontae Kaycock, 
Joe Weisskamp and Lonnie Walker the fourth as restricted free agents with no unrestricted free agents. They only have the room exception to use. In the draft, they had three first-round picks, taking the defensive lockdown Jeremy Sochan, the falling uh, in the draft wing from Ohio State, Malachi Blanham, and the combo guard in Blake Wesley. They traded away their second-round pick. They have a lot of promising young players, that felt like they could build together um, into the future. I mean, DeJounte Murray's only about 25, and and Odi is an all-star, arguably all-NBA caliber player. Um, And it seems like he is now actively in trade rumors. Um, The first uh, rumor was that he was going to get traded for Gallinari and three first-round picks. so they could cut Gallinari and then save on cap space. Now it seems like he's going a number of places, such as New York, such as the Timberwolves, which I mentioned in our last episode. Um, just a lot of different options for him to go to. But And you can do all the trade rooms you want. I don't get why they would do this move. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If he's all NBA, why are you giving him up? Like He's on a good contract. It doesn't make sense. Easily the best contract in the league. He has three more years at 16 mil as an all-star point guard. Uh, that's really, really good. Um, and, and they could still run with the young roster around him. He's only 25. Um, but if they are running into this tank and will actually trade him, there are a lot of veterans also tradable for them. Two contenders such as Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, and, of course, Yaka Hurdle. Um so it, again, it doesn't it, make sense, though. It's just I don't get it's it. It's an interesting decision to commit to kind of a tank in what is expected to be one of Popovich's last. Right, years. that's what I'm thinking. Like, why would you tank with Popovich in one of his final years? You'd seem like this would be the time to when you just lay it out on the lay it out all on the table and just go for something, right? I mean, that's what I would do. If they are kind of trading in guys like Dejounte. For cap space, it could be a ploy to run for a DeAndre Ayton or someone along the lines. But there are other guys you can get rid of for cap space, really. Uh, you think uh, that's not your best player. Right. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on San Antonio if anything happens. <laughs> if anything happens, that's uh, right. Regarding, yeah, regarding this whole situation i really hope they don't trade Dejounte Murray. and if they do trade him i hope they trade him for aaron e smith and four first round picks absolutely we'll take Dejounte any day of the week all right connor you got three and a half minutes all right this one won't be that hard it's the houston rockets the houston rockets have a full 15 under roster a few of those are likely to get waived, like Sterling Brown, Boba Marjanovic. Uh, they have one restricted free agent in Jason Tate, who has a player option. Bruno Fernando is also restricted. They have Dennis Schroeder as an unrestricted free agent. Boo. Agreed to a buyout with John Wall. Um, the, dra- the Rockets drafted the projected number one prospect of Jabari Smith at pick three. And then also in the first round, they drafted... Um, sorry, Tari Eason, as well as, who else did they get? Ty Ty Washington, the point guard who fell pretty far as kind of that second-ranked point guard. Um, they did not have a second-round pick. 
the Rockets have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception and the biannual exception to use. Kenyon Martin Jr. has reportedly requested a trade um, with the addition of Jabari Smith and other players that kind of take his role. Um, the Rockets would likely look to trade veterans as well, such as Eric Gordon, um, just to get draft capital for them and build around their young pieces, such as Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and now Jabari Smith Jr. Yep. Um, I don't expect any crazy moves. They could look for some veterans with those mid-level exceptions that can... They such can as Tomas Hurdle. guys. Um, <laughs> such as who? Well, you, you keep saying Tomas... Um... Whatever his last name is, I forget his last name. But you keep saying Tomas Sadoransky. No, the other one, the one you keep mentioning, the, like the 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 center. I think he's the center. Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl. They're not probably gonna go after Pertl. He's more of a. No, I was just I was just making a joke. I was just making a joke because you keep. I mean, I think you've brought brought up Jakob Pertl with every every time you say there's a mid level exception they could go after guys like blah 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 and Jakob Pertl. So I was just making a little making a little joke. Yeah, any team that needs like the rim protecting and decent center, which are hard to come by right now. Yeah, um, it's the new age of centers are not really rim protecting. They're not really centers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, it's more of a what a what a modern. But a lot of people yeah. still value that mid, that rim protecting. That's why we got Rob Williams, baby. Time Lord. Yeah, but he's kind of different too. He's more of a a, a non paint player rotational big that comes in. And health defense. That is uh, true. So it's, it's just interesting overall. Is that all you got though for the Rockets? Yeah, I mean they're gonna sign a few vets on the MLE. They're gonna play most of the young guys and just kind of continue the rebuild. They probably don't look to make the playoffs this season. Oh, I don't think they'll be making the playoffs this season, Con. But maybe in the future. Um, the West looks really good. Um, and again, thank you to Connor. This all this wouldn't happen without him. Um, the NFL is up next, so I'll give you a little preview. Um, the next eight episodes are just going to be like these episodes. We're going to cover one division at a time. We are going to preview. We're not now. Obviously, free agency has already happened. We'll be reviewing what each team looks like, and we'll be previewing, hey, where do we think they're going to finish? What do we think they're gonna, their strengths and weaknesses are going to be? That is all coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. The NBA is officially... We're closing the book on the 2022 NBA season. Um, the 2020, you know, free NBA season is going to be coming up quick anyways. So, you know. Free agency discussion period starts on Thursday and the summer league is in just a few weeks. I know. NBA season's right back at it. I know. The schedule was always weird in the past couple years, but now we're right back to NBA all year round. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be back soon talking NBA. Um, talking about how good this Celtics summer league team is. Let's go Celtics! Let's go, Celtics! Um, but yeah, so we'll be back soon. NFL content starts directly after this episode, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you all for listening. And the master plan, I told you guys, we were getting going. And I keep my promises. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.